So the episode after this is going to be the sex episode, but it might also be our last episode for a while. Well, I mean, you're making it sound like we're going to be away for ages. It's going to be like one week. Uh, 69 <laughs> is also a nice place to stop. Ah! Ah! <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fuck Me Dead, the podcast that brings you the stories from Australia. Head is buddies that just make you say, nice. I'm CJ. No, that's not what it makes, it, <laughs> makes you say. That should be the opening for the next time. Well, I fucking ruined it. it. Makes you say, fuck <laughs> me dead, according to these notes. <laughs> so you're CJ? I, last I checked, yeah. Yeah, I'm Amanda. Sweet. And uh, yeah, so as we were saying, we've figured out with the move and all of that stuff that we were complaining about last week, that we are going to end up having to miss one week. At least. I think it's only going to be the one week. Mm. So I think there'll be no episode on the 12th of May, but we should be fine to resume on the 19th. Yeah. Although next week's episode might need to be a short one so that I don't have to spend a lot of time editing so I can get more moving stuff done. But we'll see how we go. Okay. But yeah, I I think it's just going to be that one week of the 12th that we're going to have to miss because we're moving the weekend Prior. prior. So I don't think we're going to have time to get the episode together. I'm definitely going to want to rest come that Saturday. Um, yeah, definitely. Because I am, we're moving my stuff on the Thursday, your stuff on the Friday, and I'm intending to work both nights in between, so. Yeah, I mean, I'm intending <sighs> to spend that entire weekend pretty much just unpacking. Oh, and then I've got to go so. cleaning, I guess, actually, so I probably won't be resting Saturday. And that Saturday. too. So, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's going to be a couple of weeks. I cannot believe uh, we are recording this on the 24th. I can't believe that we have less than two weeks before we're out of here. Kind of feels a bit surreal at this point. Mm. God. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what episode we were recording this time last year. Um, so it's the 24th today? Yeah. Let's have a look, shall we? Back when we recorded in the same room. Ugh. I know, right? <gasps> it was episode 18 when we had Goon. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck, has that Goon really was been, really bad. <laughs> has it been 12 months since I drank Top Company? Oh, that was so terrible. It was not top company at all. <laughs> it was terrible. I, did I even get through a glass? I'm not sure I did. <laughs> no, but I drank the rest of the bag. Oh, so bad. <laughs> oh, I uh, definitely regretted Goon. Because <laughs> uh, the uh, title of the episode was Drink Goon, Regret Goon. And yes, absolutely. It's a dumb title. Why did I call it that? <laughs> it's kind of funny to look back at like what was happening around like a year ago. I mean, on the uh, 11th of March 2020, we released an episode <laughs> called Help Us Aussie Jesus, We Need More Toilet Paper. Which one? Was, was that the guy who thought he was Jesus? Or? Yeah, the guy lives in Brisbane. He still yeah. thinks he's Jesus. So for episode 18, uh, yeah, um, that I was talking about people hoarding toilet paper. Mm-hmm. The outfits people were wearing while taking their bins out. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a thing. Yeah. And um, a Easter Sunday bug bomb explosion. <gasps> That's right. Which I don't really remember. I remember that. Hmm. That, uh, that, that one stayed with me. By Easter Sunday bug bomb explosion. Ah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck. I do remember this. Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, it was really bad. I wonder if we killed the bugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'd hope so. <laughs> Okay, so now that we've had some shenanigans, I feel like uh, we're probably going to talk about something kind of serious right now before we start the episode. Yes. Uh, So I just want to mention before we start the actual episode that we won't be covering the Kelly Wilkinson story uh, that happened this week. And that's just a decision that we came to. I was going to and then I sort of felt like 
I don't know that I, I, I just didn't think that anything that I would say about it would be constructive to the conversation. Um, so if you're not familiar with who Kelly Wilkinson is, um, and this is a trigger warning because I'm going to say something really horrible um, and it is domestic violence related. She was a woman who was killed this week after her estranged husband set fire to her in her backyard, which is obviously horrendous how that could even possibly happen to begin with. But I also feel like it draws a lot of parallels to, do you remember the Hannah Clark case that happened where her husband set her car on fire while her and their children were in it? Yes. Um, Wasn't he a sports player as well? Yeah, he was. Um, I I don't understand how a person could set someone else on fire. I'm sorry. That is truly horrendous. Um, and that's what I mean. Like, I'm already getting caught in this whole thing of, like, that is just such a horrible thing to happen. I don't understand how it happens. And that's why I just kind of felt like maybe we shouldn't dedicate a portion of the episode to it. Because, I don't know, I think I feel like I just get emotional and angry about it and... I'm not sure how constructive that is to the bigger conversation yeah. that I think needs to happen. The we're just supposed to be going, that's a really shitty thing Yeah, that happened. And if, if that isn't bad enough that the whole, like what happened to Kelly, which is obviously tragic, a man the day after jumped to his death with his toddler strapped to him. I didn't hear about what that I mean, one. like toddler, she was like nine months old. Fuck. Like. I didn't I, hear about that. I, I have no words for that um, because- I feel like in that case, it really is just trying to punish the mother, right? Mm. Um, which is obviously a whole nother level of fucked up, but how anyone could kill a small child like that is beyond me. So while we're not going to cover those things in detail, I definitely think that it does need to be talked about. I'm just not sure if we're the people to do it because there is so clearly an issue in Australia with, and I hate to make this about gender, but predominantly men killing women or children and it kind of seems to me that these things keep occurring, that whatever system we have in place, which I'm not sure how good it is to begin with, is clearly not cutting it. Because, you know, that, that Hannah Clark thing happened and everyone was outraged and, you know, was like, no, that'll never happen again. And 14 months later, we're, we're back here and a very similar thing has happened. And Kelly had a DVO out on her husband. So I don't know. I, how useful are they really? I don't know. I just feel like there has to be a better system in place and I just don't know what the answer to that is. Um, yeah, I do. I, I get angry and emotional about these things. And even like when I was just writing that short snippet about what happened, the comments on some of these things are truly upsetting. Like people just blaming the women yeah. basically oh, for this happening. She didn't happening. want to be burned to death. She shouldn't have been so flammable. Bleh. Well, no, it's more like, well, they should, you know, she shouldn't have split up with him. She should be allowing him more access to his children, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, well, if you're in a violent situation, why on earth would you allow him to have more access to your children? Mm. And why would you stay? Exactly. I, I feel like it's kind of a lose-lose situation if these women stay in these situations. It's, you know, not unheard of for it to escalate and for them to lose their life anyway. But if they leave, then it's risking them, you know, angering the person and dying anyway like i i don't know there's clearly clearly and i'm sure it's not just australia specific i'm sure that these things happen in other countries as well but clearly there's a system failure here right i just yeah i don't, I don't know what the answer is and that's that's a difficult thing about these things is that i want to talk about them i want to be able to add something to con like constructive to the conversation but i just don't think that i'm capable of doing that we built some salt mines <laughs> and when men have these orders taken out against them or women 
they get to go work in the salt mines. Yeah, I feel like this isn't a thing that you could actually enforce. No, I will. <laughs> Everyone will go to the salt mines until I can start my cheese mines on the moon. Oh, okay. Is that a thing, is it? Yes. The moon is made of cheese. <laughs> I mean, sure. Why not? <laughs> so yeah, I just I I just wanted to mention that before we start because I don't want people to think that we're ignoring it because we like I'm definitely not ignoring it. I just don't know what I can add apart from this is horrendous and something needs to be changed, which I feel like everyone already knows that. So Mm. Yeah. So what's your first story about? Why are you laughing? Because <laughs> we're going to go for a massive total shift here again, and it's kind of awkward. Well, actually, before we... we I still I have other things before we start the episode, oh, if you okay. can believe it. Right. I have an update on a, a story that I covered back... I first covered it in episode 59, but I've been giving little updates as more information comes to light. So this is about the Glen Waverley couple who allegedly kept a woman as a slave. Yeah. There might be one more update after this because their sentencing is in June, but there's been quite a lot of development since the last time I spoke about this. Uh, so they've had their identities revealed, which I think is pretty interesting um, because they had successfully had a gag order in place before. Um, so all their images were blurred. No one knew their names, but that has all that's out the window. Everyone knows who they are now. Is it ScoMo? I'm not going to. Sorry. <laughs> is it ScoMo? <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm not going to say their names. But their names and photos are in the article that is going to be linked in the description. So if you want to know who these pieces of shit are, feel free. Um, So the good news is that they have been found guilty. Yay! Um, So they were found guilty by a jury. um, And you know how we were like, oh, we're not sure like what actual crime is being committed here. I don't know what they're being charged with. So they were found guilty of committing crimes against humanity. Mm. There's definitely a law for for what they've done. Good. Um, so uh, that's interesting. I, mean, I, I thought. fucking hope there would be. Well, I mean, it's same, but I just didn't know what it was. I'm like, what? Like, what, what do they actually get charged with? Like, I don't know. So the article that I read had a lot of good information on the couple, and the thing that I found most interesting is it went into detail about how they've conducted themselves throughout the trial, which has been going on since February. So it's been like over two months, and I think it's really telling of the kind of people that they are. Mm-hmm. Because apparently they've been so arrogant and confident that they wouldn't be found guilty that especially the woman of the couple smiled the whole way through when the victim gave her evidence. That is disgusting. What is wrong with you? And there was another thing about how the couple haven't even discussed what would happen to their three children, all of whom have autism, by the way, and apparently two of them are like low functioning, so they need care. They haven't even bothered to discuss or make arrangements for what happens to those children when they go to jail because they were that confident that it's not going to happen. Fuck them. So they've been found guilty Kids and they're- be better off without them anyway, it sounds like. Uh, well, apparently, like in the article, I'm like, these people are fucked. Apparently, they treated her well in front of the children to obviously save the children from trauma or whatever. But I'm like, how fucked up is that? Mm. Um. Anyway, so they're potentially facing up to 25 years of jail each. Fuck. So the fact that they haven't even bothered to make arrangements for their children is insane to me. You know what's fucked about that? I bet if they just- if they, if they had just killed her, they probably would have got less prison time. That's really grim to think about, but probably. Um, So they also accused the victim of just making the whole story up (laughs) so that she doesn't get deported for overstaying her visa. You kept her there. Exactly. (laughs) She had gone home previous times. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You didn't want to stay here. Fuck. The thing is, though, right? I'm sure she wanted to be starved to a point where she's 40 kilos being found in her own pee and having to spend two months in hospital recovering. I'm sure that's exactly what she wanted. Mm. 
And if they had treated her so well like they claimed and weren't keeping her against her will like they claimed, why would she do this? Why wouldn't she just leave? Yeah. It makes no sense. I mean, I know why anyway. she couldn't leave. I bet she didn't. Like, as I said last time, she didn't speak English, so she had nowhere to go, no way to get out. She was trapped it, one way or another. They also worked out that she was being um, paid, and I say that in air quotes because they weren't giving her money. They were feeding her and housing her and all that stuff. But what they were actually doing for her was worth only just over $3 a day. Fucking hell. So she couldn't have left because she had no money. Ridiculous. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so glad that they were found guilty. I was really scared that they weren't going to. I just, yeah, when I was reading all that stuff about how arrogant they were, I was like, you fuckwits, honestly. Also, apologies if you can hear rain in the background, because it yes. sounds like it's really coming down out there. I can hear it out the window here. So. Yeah, well, because it's got that bloody metal ice with the plastic corrugated roof out the back. It makes a lot of noise mm. when it rains on it. Mm. Nice, nice okay, stuff. so I feel like I've spoken a lot already, so I feel like you should go first with your first actual story. My first actual story? <laughs> all right. I like this story. It's fun. Um, okay. There's another story I heard about first through TikTok, so... Oh, my God. Get off TikTok. No. <laughs> ticking in the Hang on, wait. Is it, was it from Julian O'Shea? No. Okay. No, not this time. We're just giving Julian all the plugs, like, honestly. <laughs> I will... I, I do credit who I got it from later, but we'll get there. So, uh, I think it's fair to say, though, that the Melbourne tram, pretty iconic of the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when people think of Melbourne, you know, like little laneways, sort of street art, cafes, coffee, trams. That's, that's what I think of. Yeah, same. But I wouldn't say I'm obsessed with them, you know? I'm just like, cool, there are trams here, they're fun. Uh, unlike the boy in this story. Okay. So, I, I was in the country when this happened, but I have no memory of it, so I don't know if you might. But <laughs> okay. 14 years before Egg Boy, we oh had another God. hero, and they called him Tram Boy. I, I don't remember this. You don't know Tram Boy? No, I don't know Tram Boy. Quote, there are safety systems built in that he would have had to have studied to know how to drive this tram without engaging the safety systems which are designed to shut the tram down. This is someone who spent a lot of time and a lot of effort to go about this. Those are the words of the Yarra Trams deputy chief executive at the time. So I'm assuming he stole a tram. On an April night in 2005, a 15-year-old boy under the cover of darkness and a jacket that would pass for a Yarra Trams uniform at a glance infiltrated the South Melbourne tram depot and acquired keys <laughs> of a C-class tram. And there's like one of the nice new modern air conditioned ones that like to say what they can into because they're not fucking staircases. <laughs> and he set out into the city. For the next 40 minutes, Tramboy, rather than going for a joyride, drove the correct route for his chosen tram. <laughs> he was manually changing tracks, navigating busy intersections, and of course, he was stopping to pick up and drop off passengers. I was just about to ask that. <laughs> At one point, he even overshot a tram stop. And reversed his tram so he could go back and let the people on. How did he learn how to drive a tram? Now, despite a 15-year-old boy at the wheel, no one on board the tram reported it to the police. <laughs> well, why would they? They're picking him up. They're taking yeah, him to where they want to go. Like- <laughs> tram boy operated it all the way to Kew, a route that had taken him right through the Melbourne city. And he would have gone further had police not finally been able to stop him by turning off electricity to the tram network. Oh, no. It was the only way to stop him. <laughs> Tramboy was surrounded by reportedly eight police cars, and the police, oh, in fear of Tramboy's power, approached with their guns drawn, demanding <laughs> he surrender. Tram- I'm sorry, that's ridiculous. Yeah, eight police cars and guns drawn ridiculous. on a 15 year old. For like one 15 year old boy, come on. Tramboy's passengers protested at his arrest as their hero was pushed against the seat and handcuffed by police. Following a national press conference and police interview, Detective Senior Constable Barry Hills had this to say about Tramboy He's a nice lad, he's a good lad. 
I think his obsession just got the better of him. Oh, so he was like obsessed with trams. No, well, Tramboy had admitted he had an obsession for trams during the police interview. And Barry also believes that Tramboy should not give up on his dream of becoming a tram driver. <laughs> Quoting further, he loves them and speaking to him, he enjoys watching trams. But I believe that if he stays on the straight and narrow, then it's certainly not going to affect his future. So for the record, that was the, the, the course to learn how to drive trams in Melbourne, at least, is five weeks. Of training. Wow, it's not very long. <laughs> no, but it is still five weeks of training. Right, right. Uh, Tramboy did all that with no training. It was self-taught. <laughs> now, it's possible he actually stole the keys three weeks prior to his drive. So he'd been planning this. He'd been planning it for a while. Uh, and there's also some rumor from uh, articles written at the time that he actually had taken another tram for a drive two days prior. But no one knew about it. Yeah. <laughs> so he was probably just like, all right, time to go to work. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> He was charged with nine offences, but even so, Yarra Trams did say they were not opposed to him applying for a job with them when he was old enough. Well, yeah, I mean, if he's 15 and was doing it correctly already, <laughs> give that boy a job. <laughs> so I first heard about Tram Boy via a Fergus Neal, who's on TikTok and YouTube. He's got a six minute video about it if you'd like to see more, including he's got footage of like the, um, uh, what do you call that shit on TV? News channel reports. From the time. I couldn't find any pictures of Tramboy. I was just about to say, what is his name? Don't know his name. He was a minor, so they wouldn't have released his name at the time. Because I just want to know if he's a tram driver now. Well, that's it. Despite <laughs> nearly two decades since this happened, I was not able to find anything about what became a tramboy. And I would Damn. like to know that somewhere out there right now as we speak, a 36-year-old tram man is quietly mm. living his dream, driving trams in Melbourne or perhaps somewhere else in the world. Yeah, I just want to, I just want to know he, he if he's a tram, a tram driver. Tramboy, if you're out there listening to our podcast, please You're probably us know. not, but, but I want to know. know. If anyone knows Tramboy... But um, apparently it's very, yeah, they don't they don't like to talk about it at Yarra Trams. Can't mention the Tramboy incident. <laughs> okay, so I just found a Reddit thread from 2020, so they don't name him. No, they wouldn't have named him at the time because he's underage, so he's protected. <laughs> One of the comments in this Reddit thread, it gave him away that he wasn't really a tram driver when he stopped at all the stops, reversed when he <laughs> overshot and delivered the service promptly and politely. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if trams are what he still loves, I genuinely hope that he's been able to become a tram driver. Good money, oh. too, driving a Melbourne tram. I think starting wage is like 75000 a year. Hang on, wait. Maybe I should drive trams. Hang on, wait. What? I work in community services and I'm good friends with the professional who worked with him. This conversation was a few years ago, but I remember being told that he was autistic and just loved trams. As well as observing the drivers, he studied at home and when he felt he was competent enough, decided to test his skills. <laughs> he didn't want to hurt anyone. He just wanted to be a tram driver and struggled to understand the risks and consequences of his actions. And then someone said, is he now a tram driver? And they said, I don't think so. Sad face. Mm. So I hope that that person is wrong. But it's the only person I can see that's saying anything. I mean, they could also anything about knowing him. Shit up. So, well, I mean, it's Reddit. Take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, yeah. What's the story of Tramboy? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm I'm learning things. Turns out it wasn't just trams that he was interested in. The same year, he stole a bus and attempted to steal a train. <laughs> he just wants to drive big vehicles. Oh my god! Hang on. Tramboy accused of stealing bus. And the attempted theft of a train. Fucking hell. So it was all modes of transportation. Just wanted to know which one he wanted, you know? You know, you do, job, sure. you do job experience in school. This was his. Theft of a bundle of public <laughs> transport tickets. Criminal damage. <laughs> attempted theft of a train. I'm sorry. The comments on this Reddit thread are just brilliant. And then so someone said, is it even possible to steal a tram? And then someone responded, you wouldn't download a tram. <laughs> 
I knew Reddit would have something to say about it. Mm. Oh, well. I hope that Reddit comment was wrong and he's out there living his dream as a tram driver. Or driving something else big. Or, yeah, <laughs> yeah, driving some other big transportation vehicle. Okay. Well, my first story. I mean, it has something to do with a mode of transportation, I okay. guess. Now, I've, I've never had a baby, um, just to clarify. <laughs> Um, and I don't really understand the whole process of like what it takes to like have one. You just and when I mean that, I mean like the actual birthing. You just go. <gasps> yeah, I don't think that's how it works. Um, but I think, and this might just be from what I've seen from TV shows and movies that I you meant to go to the hospital when contractions get to a certain stage. Right? I think so. Like yeah, they-, they won't let you in unless your contractions are like a certain frequency or. Occurrence. Yeah, I think so. Like, is that how it works? Look, I'm pretty ignorant on this, but. I think this story makes it clear that this couple left it way too late and they ended up not giving birth in hospital. Okay. So this happened last week and it was this woman's second child. So maybe she was just like a bit more relaxed about the whole thing. was like, eh, no <laughs> yeah, big deal. Um, so she started baby, having con- pooped out them all. <laughs> I really don't think that's true. <laughs> but she started having contractions early in the morning. It was about 5 a.m. And her husband was leaving to go to work. And she said oh, no, don't worry, go to work, I'll call you if they get worse. And she's like, oh, I'll give it an hour. If, if, if it's worse, I'll call him to come back home. So that's what, that's what happened. Um, so she calls an hour later and says, come home. Uh, he then, like, strolls home, I guess, or something, because it takes him 45 minutes. Could have walked, worked really far away. <laughs> Maybe, possibly. But just when he got home, her water broke. And they thought, oh, well... It's starting to get serious now. So we'll go and drop our other child off at daycare first and then we'll nip to the hospital. Oh, my God. Like, I've never heard of two more relaxed people about, you know, labor ever. So they get stuck in traffic. Mm -hmm. So they drop their kid off at daycare and finally decide it's time to go to the hospital. However, they don't make it there. They're only about 200 meters away from the hospital when the the baby's head starts to become visible. Yeah. Uh, and I'm pretty sure it's like, like that point that it has to come out. Like there's no get, stopping it at that point. Just get back in, just wait. <laughs> so they pull over into a bike lane. Okay. And uh, decide it's just going to happen. And, and that's it. So because they were so close to the hospital, they got really lucky. And they caught a pediatrician and a student midwife on their way to work. <laughs> <laughs> so Fuck those literally hospital waiting room right- times. We're just going to wait out the front. So literally what happens is this couple has pulled over into a bicycle lane with the car door open. He's gotten out of the car, yelled, is anyone a doctor or a nurse? We need some help. Them two have come over. <laughs> it was They didn't even know that she was giving birth. Yeah, they were just like, huh? <laughs> it was just lucky. Um, and they they both uh, helped the baby be delivered. Um, and the student midwife said that they were they were really relaxed and just it was a good time, apparently. <laughs> Chill, baby. Um, uh, and they named that child... <laughs> Carson Bichel. It didn't. It didn't even say in the article what they named it. But that's it. That's the whole story. Woman gives birth in a bike lane. They, they totally called him Bike Carson. Last name. <laughs> that's horrifying. As a person who's <laughs> deathly afraid of childbirth to begin with, that is horrifying. Couldn't imagine anything worse. Then you got to clean up the car afterwards. Imagine taking it to your car dealership. And they're like, "What happened in here?" Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure giving birth is a pretty messy uh, thing that happens. Yeah. Sorry, Noel. <laughs> Noel means birth. We just slap it all I mean, over the place. It's a much nicer, nicer name for it, really. Um, <laughs> yeah, one year, so, I want them to like instead yeah. of putting Noel down, they just put down birth. <laughs> just like all these Christmas decorations. Birth. Birth. 
Oh my god. Okay, yeah, that's the whole story. I just thought when I seen the headline, when uh, the headline because it's a Daily Mail article, uh, mother mother of two gives birth in a bike lane amid peak hour traffic as her son arrives early. <laughs> I'm not sure how early the son was to be honest because she knew about late. it since like five a.m. <laughs> god. I wish I was that chill about anything in life, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, my next story is also um, about family. Uh, okay. How do you feel about incest? Yeah, not a, not a fan. Not a fan? Yeah. No. Okay, well, an Australian man called Richard Morris, he wants to decriminalise incest in 60 countries. Well, we know, we now know what he's into. Um, well, I think he's watched too much of that, you know, stepbrother, stepsister <laughs> porn. I, I think he's seen too much. He needs to stop. He needs to calm down. <laughs> Look, to his credit, he's only okay with as long as he's between two consenting adults. And from what I could tell in the article, he's not in and doesn't want to be in an ancestral relationship either. Yeah, so he says. Of course he says that. Yeah, I know. He believes he's fighting for nothing more than marriage equality. Quote, fighting for true marriage equality is the right thing to do, isn't it? It seems to be as unjust as the law that used to imprison gay people and the law that used to stop people of different races marrying. No. No, it's not. I'm sorry, I don't agree with that. Mm. And I mean, isn't the law only like like blood relatives? And even then, if it's like your second cousin, you can still marry them? Yeah, there's some form of like, once they're a certain removed cousin, you can marry them. That's only because like the elites make all the laws and they love marrying their cousins anyway, so... (laughs) <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, you can only not marry your direct blood relatives. Mm. If you can't find anyone outside of your direct blood relatives, I'm worried for you <laughs> for many reasons. So what started Richard down this path was after hearing about a case in Scotland where a long-separated father and daughter became reunited and uh, they started having an affair before they were criminally convicted. Okay, well, I think there's a lot of things. Hang on, wait. How old were these people? They were adults. Yeah, but what's the age difference? I- a father to a daughter, so twenty years. Yeah, but at that least. could be that could be anything from like fifteen to fifty years. Mm. You looking at me like I'm the crazy I, I person here? I don't here. see what the age part has to do with the argument. It's still incest. Yeah, it still is. But what I'm saying is that you could also add, um, you know, uh, issues around manipulation if if he was a much older man. Yeah, I think the idea though being that like they were strange anyway. So like, how could they have? manipulated it but is what they're getting at with this case are you kidding me strangers can manipulate strangers it makes no fucking difference i'm sorry I'm just saying, like, I, just, didn't I don't agree with this yeah I, I get what you're coming from though but the reason why this is all up at the moment is because the manhattan federal court is currently trying to pass a bill to decriminalize incest between two consenting adults i, I guess just making it so that like it's still weird and like a taboo in society but you can't be criminally charged for it is what they're after okay like, I mean, I okay. I, you know what? I'm, I'm now. I have more information. I'm, I'm okay. But like, do I think you should go to jail for it? Probably not. Yeah, because you're not endangering anyone else. Yeah. Right? I, but I have, do I think it's wrong? Yes, yeah, I do. I, I have weird feelings on this as well. After reading the article, we'll go a bit further. So, like, mostly what they've been doing to try and change things are just making change.org petitions, which have received little support, and they have made over a hundred yeah, of them. Um, as I said, this is all related to a case happening in America, um, and they, in the article, they brought some sections in from a New York Times interview with a man by the name of Keith Pullman, who's got like a marriage equality blog, apparently, uh, and obviously he supports it, and he had this to say on the matter, quote, it is absurd to say that an adult can't consent to marry their parent. That same adult 
can be sent to war, take on six or seven figures of debt, operate heavy machinery, be sentenced to death by a federal court, consent to sex with five strangers and marriage with one of them, but cannot consent to marry someone they love. In some of these cases, the genetic parents did not raise them, and they first met for the first time two years ago. So allegations in these circumstances of grooming are laughable attempts to deny someone their rights, even though it will have no impact on the person objecting. And I will be honest, when he puts it like in respect of like, well, you can do all this other shit. Yeah, see, for me, I'm like, that's different. I don't know if it should be criminal. I'm definitely, I don't know how to word this without sounding like I'm suddenly pro-incest, because I'm, I'm not. It's, it's <laughs> fucking, it's gross. It's wrong. I have huge issues, especially when it comes to them wanting to then have children. Well, I mean, I was just about to say, think about the reasons that it's illegal in the first place. Like, yeah. they didn't put these laws in for no reason. Yeah. Like, do you do you remember, I can't remember their name, but do you remember that um, family that had been living in the Australian bush for like 20 years yep. or something? And it was one guy who was just impregnating all of his family mm-hmm. and then all of the children had severe health issues. Like, it's just, no. It was fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I probably agree. I don't think you should be sent to prison for it. No, I, I agree on that. It's also, and I, I as long as it's two, between two consenting adults, I feel like, okay, fucking weird, but- probably not a crime but also i wouldn't want them to be having kids i don't think that should be allowed at all i think it really depends on the circumstances if it truly is just two consenting adults mm. i don't think that they should go to jail for it mm. um but they should know maybe they're wrong they could <laughs> no, but i'm like maybe there should be like some other option air quotes punishment um i don't think jail is the right place for them no certainly not because um, otherwise they're probably just regular people. And maybe it's not even a, a case of punishment as such, but more like maybe they need some help in other ways or something like that. Yeah. Um, my concern is that if you legalize incest, that you're going to have pedophiles who would abuse their own children, etc. That's why these laws are only for between two consenting adults. And but I what don't I'm know saying is like- that you can definitely be groomed as a child and then assaulted yeah. as an adult. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's a very blurry line. I don't know. I just don't feel like- I feel like for two consenting adults, they shouldn't be sent to prison or have maybe even yeah. have a criminal charge laid against them for it. But I'm also yeah. like, I don't think it should be allowed. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely don't think jail is the right place for them at all. Um, but it's definitely still not right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a weird one Yeah, where I was like, I can kind of see where they're coming from, but at the same time, I'm also like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. I just thought that was a weird story. I'm like, what? 60 countries. And I'm assuming that, yeah, Australia's included in those. I would assume so. Yeah. I just imagine being the guy that's trying to fight for that. Right? <laughs> um, you must have to really believe in and it. And it's not to like a shame to put, put yourself like, out there for that kind of scrim- hide it or anything either. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm the... The incest I'm guy. I'm pro incest. Well, not pro incest. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. No, <laughs> no, no, thank you. Um, and I, I want to move swiftly away from that very uncomfortable <laughs> subject. <laughs> Don't worry, my last story is a lot better in terms okay. of its content. Um, and I've got a ghost for you. Ooh, maybe. I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe. I mean. Ooh. <laughs> okay, so I initially seen this on Facebook because um, it it came up when I was looking at a, a podcast group. And the video got me. I'm not going to lie. It's fucking creepy. And I do not like it. You do get to see it. I'll show it again. (laughs) So it's dash cam footage. Um, I have a dash cam. I'm going to look for ghosts on my dash cam (laughs) once we move. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I only want to move from here. I do not want to see any ghosts while we're here. Um, okay, so yeah, dash cam footage has been uploaded to Facebook from a dude named Mitch. Um, he was driving along the Hume Highway on the Gold Coast when he spotted what he thought was a small child standing in the road. It's a child ghost, so that's even fucking creepier than an adult oh, ghost. He wasn't I'm sorry, on that but fucking, no. Well, he was on the Hume Highway, you said? The Hume Highway. It was in the Gold Coast. I think you're uh, thinking of the Wakehurst Parkway because that is about, apparently very famously haunted. Yeah, I was thinking of, yeah. Yeah, Wakehurst Parkway, the ghost of Kelly Horns. Yeah. yeah. Have we done that? Yeah, yeah. Have we That's done that story? A, no, we haven't. I, I don't think we have. How have we not done that story? Yeah, I don't know, actually. Um, maybe, maybe we should. Maybe we should next week. Um, but, yeah, so he thinks he sees a small child standing in the middle of the road. Now, I've seen the footage. <laughs> and it looks like a kid in, like, a dressing gown mm-hmm. or, like, wrapped in a blanket yep. um, or something like that. Um And it looks like when the car passes it that the child takes a step forward towards the car. It's fucking creepy. Hmm. Like, I do not like it. (laughs) So, Mitch was unable to stop suddenly because he had a hauler attached to his car. Yep. And he would have caused an accident if he did. So, instead, he called the police from the car um, to report a child, a missing child in the middle of the road Hmm. because there was no one else around. Um, So, the police sent out a patrol immediately but found no child. um, And they searched the area until like 3 a.m. or something like that. And they found no trace of a child. There's no kid here and walk off. Exactly. So, they were thorough. And they said that they had no reports of a missing child in that area either. Mm. So, I I don't know. I'm going to show you the footage now. Yes, ghost. Um,. I'll I'll show you. I'll, I'll show you the footage, and then you tell me what you think. I'm getting this solid up. I was reading like a fucking a green text on like Instagram earlier today from like 4chan about this guy who used to go to this shopping center in America all the time. And there was like this homeless woman that would always haggle him for money. And like he went there one day and he was like really trying to avoid her. And like everyone knew who she was. She was always there. That's he'd spoken to people about her before. And like so he's like rushing to get back to his car and she's like sort of walking after him. And um and he turns around and he's looking at her and he's like it looks like she's trying to say something to me and then she literally disappeared in front of me <gasps> and he was like no he was like what the fuck and then like he went back the next time he was there and she wasn't there anymore and he asked like this person he'd spoken to about her before and she's like who are you talking about and she's like I think I saw someone get deleted from the system <laughs> I'm like what <gasps> no <laughs> I don't like that at all yeah okay it's weird cause like the shadow in that second shot looks like a child shadow but like the figure doesn't quite match it it's look. it looks odd like, it looks very odd. Yeah. It's clearly not very tall. Yeah. Um, it's definitely there because there's a shadow. Yeah, there's a shadow there. What the fuck? And it's not like a glitch in the camera at all because it, it moves no, through it. No, it's definitely not. And you can clearly see it moving aclo- across that lane on the road. <sighs> oh, the fucking footage reset on me. God damn it. How do I go back? <laughs> Just refresh the page. Go back. It's weird though because it also doesn't look like it belongs there at all. Like, like just like it doesn't no. quite sit right in the. No, I, it's it's weird. Like it doesn't look exactly like a child. No, like, I can't think of what and else it, sort of it just would sort be. Sort of fades in as well from the distance. Like if like you look where he's driving up to it, it's not really yeah. there. Like there are other cars there that but it should is be il- because there's a shadow that should be illuminating it because like the thing on the side of the road is lit up, mm. and then it's sort of there, and then like as he gets closer. It I mean, obviously, it gets bigger because that's how fucking perspective works, but, like... <laughs> okay, so I did look in the comments on the original Facebook post that he he, he posted, yeah. um, and people slowed the video down, they took stills, like, all of that, like, people desperately trying to disprove that this is a ghost. Mm. And there was one still that I thought it kind of looked like a rabbit standing on its back legs. 
Um, yeah, I'm like, is I don't, it an animal or something? I don't buy that either because, one, rabbits don't walk like that on their back legs. Yeah. It's, yeah and it two, it would have to be a lane. huge fucking rabbit if if that were the case. And the police confirmed they were, they went out? Yeah, they went out. They like the looked police can, for like, hours. Let's confirm though, that like, the police have said they actually went yes. out there? Okay. Yep. So it's not like it'd be an elaborate prank to like, because if you call the police no. for a fucking fake report, then that's. No, no. Like he, he genuinely thought he saw a child mm. and he's got the yeah. video footage to prove that. So he was genuinely concerned that there was a small child out there walking around on its own in traffic. I don't know what the fuck it is, but I don't like how it moves. And the other thing is that it is moving. It is moving, but it's also not like it's kind of stationary, but it is moving across the lane. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck it is, but it's creepy. If you go like 10 seconds in the video, it's almost like flat in 2D and then it's all like turns as he gets closer. It's, it's, I don't know. I don't like it. (laughs) Could it just be a bit of rubbish or something? It's got to be there. There's definitely like a shadow and the shadow Mm. moves relative to the vehicle and it like stretches Mm -hmm. out over the, um. Like there's definitely something there. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Yeah. Um. I don't, I, from the comments, I couldn't see anyone like definitively saying what it is, which is weird because the footage is pretty clear. I mean, it could even be um, like a weird, like, bit of vehicle that's like standing up for some reason, but I don't know. How? But how would it move like that? Yeah. Plastic bag. It's not billowing in the wind. Like, <laughs> ghost. I, I, don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Like, it could, I, it could genuinely be a ghost. I don't know. Is it a bunyip? Could be that too. <laughs> Who knows? Um, it's definitely strange. I definitely, like, definitely check out the footage because yeah. I can't explain it at all. <laughs> it's not even that creepy, though. It's weird. I'll give you that. It's weird. I'm not finding it creepy. I find it creepy, but I scare real easy, so I don't know. Mm. <laughs> mm. Interesting. And the thing for me is because that guy was so concerned that there was a kid out there it makes me feel like it's not a hoax. Yeah. Because, like, he followed up with the police and everything because he was that worried yeah. about some kid being out there on their own. Yeah, it's a lot of effort to go through if it's a hoax. Mm. Interesting. And like, why? For the, for the lols. So that, that that's your whole ghost story? Yeah, that's my whole ghost story. I think it was a pretty convincing one, to be honest. My, I mean, ghosts are pretty old timely, and this is a bad segue, but my current last story took a long, I oh, fucking forget it. I have no segue. This story was 32 <laughs> years in the making, and it took that long because, and something you and I can definitely relate to a lot right now, uh, life just got in the way. Mm-hmm. But finally, back in October 2015, four friends entered the Clyde Hotel on Cardigan Street in Carlton. They ordered a round of beers and celebrated finally finishing the ultimate pub crawl, knocking the last pub off the list, which was number 476. Jesus! This sounds like something you would Can't do. Want <laughs> <laughs> They'd visited every pub in Melbourne, as per... Every single one? Every pub in Melbourne, per the 1983 Yellow Pages phone book. That they had also deemed that to not be too far outside of Melbourne. Okay. So the four friends okay. had met at Teachers College in the early 80s. And as the time as students came to a close, it was sort of devised the bar crawl as a way for them to stay in touch as their lives diverged. Because, you know, you know, fucking mobile phones and social media and shit back in those days. Mm-hmm. Stuart MacArthur was the creator of the crawl. And he came up with it while he was meant to be supervising an exam. And he was flipping through the Yellow Pages for some reason. Now, the Yellow Pages for you youngsters out there is a phone book. Back in the day, before the internet. <laughs> oh, God, there are people alive who don't know what a yellow pages is. You used to have to, uh, like, every year. Every year. The, you'd be sent a new book. It was ginormous. 
usually in mm, two volumes. It was. Um, and it had all it had everyone's phone numbers in it for every business and every residence, unless you didn't want to be in it. In the city you mm-hmm. lived in, it was the phone book. It was yellow pages because the pages were yellow. It was what yellow. you did instead of Google. Yeah, you went into the phone book and you looked up where your plumbers are and what things you need. And Yeah. yeah. So, that's what a yellow pages is. <laughs> so, that's where I devised a plan while supervising an exam. And on October 15th, 1983, Stuart, Mick Stevens, Luella Bates, and Tim Dorgan entered the Cricketers Arms Hotel in Port Melbourne, ordered a round of pots, which is about... 200 mils, or 7 ounces, and began their crawl. And they had rules, which were as follow. One glass of beer in each hotel. A mm-hmm. pub was only considered a pub if it had a bottle shop. Interesting. Because apparently any good pub back in those days had a bottle shop attached to it. This is right, the 80s. Okay. We're going back a while now. Probably no BWSs or Liquorlands <laughs> back then. There had to be inside seating. Private okay. clubs were excluded. And they mm-hmm. would also take notes on every pub they went to so they could remember them. Additionally, they had to get each pub to sign a ledger proving they had drink in there. Something they actually had trouble doing at some pubs because they thought it was like a weird scan they were trying to get them to do. I don't know why. Like, here's all these signatures we have from other pubs we've drunk at. Please sign. Yeah, I mean, I guess it is kind of weird asking you to sign something, yeah. but still. Uh, the ledger of signatures would grow to be 70 pages long. Jesus. And once they visited 22 pubs in one day. So that's 22 drinks in one day. I mean, I'm not impressed by that part. I'm impressed by managing to get to 22 different venues in one day. <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends how early you start. Like, I, I, I sat here for a while while I was writing this, and I was like trying to think of like what is the longest, like what was the most amount of pubs I've been to in one day. And I think, and this, I this is bars for me because I tend to go to bars more. I think I'm sitting somewhere between like eight and fourteen off the top of my head. I'm kind of jealous. Um, I kind of now want to sit. <laughs> I want to beat twenty two. CJ, I think what I'm going to do. I'm going to sit down one day and devise like a route. It's going to be in the city, and I'm going to have to do it on a Tuesday on a day off, and I'm going to go. I'm going to try and hit twenty five. CJ. What? This doesn't sound healthy. It's not healthy. There'll be small. I'll, it'll be small drinks. I, okay, like, there's going to be right, rules because yeah, that's a lot of alcohol to drink. Um, like, yeah, I'm not, not going to deny that. Like, so when I was younger, 22 drinks, whatever. I'd have a hangover, but like I could do it. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to. I, I got to think about it, but I'm kind of like I like the idea of the challenge of like trying to hit 25 bars in one day. But I'm probably going to have to start at like midday. Yeah, I was going to say you have to start early yeah. and probably go late. Oh yeah, and- yeah. Like, it'd be it'd be like a 12 hours at least, I reckon. At least. Yeah. Anyway, talk about that another time. <laughs> Maybe that'll be a story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I want to do that. I want to hit 25 bars in one crawl. I mean, that's such a you goal to it have. It is. It really is me. <laughs> find a way to do it. Anyhow, I could TikTok it. Oh, fuck. I'm getting excited. Okay. I don't have the money to do it right now anyway, so I've got to put it on hold. <laughs> like, I, yeah, like I, I wrote here, I don't even know where you would find 22 pubs that close together either. Yeah, you'd have to travel, right? If, like, they're very specific pub guidelines. Yeah, yeah. So... It would be, like, trams involved. Yeah. Now, obviously, because it took so long, some pubs listed in the 1983 Yellow Pages would close down. So right. the solution for these ones was to stand outside on the sidewalk and drink a stubby instead. <laughs> I wonder what the, like, whoever owned, like, occupies that building now was <laughs> like, thinking. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> So as time went by, they had to start taking taxis to get around the outer suburbs of Melbourne to find hit all the pubs out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, quote, it just got progressively harder. Life was getting in the way. Tim dropped out after 195 pubs. Luella gave up after 350. <laughs> but Mick and I kept going and got to 468. And that was by 1989. They had just eight left to go to hit their final number. But life finally got the better of them. And for the next 26 years, the call remained unfinished. <laughs> Until one day, Stuart's son was like, I'm going to a pub crawl tonight, Dad. 
might go to two or three hotels. Two or three. <laughs> two or three. <laughs> really pales is it really in comparison. really a crawl if you only go to two pubs? Like, <laughs> right, three at the minimum, I guess, is a crawl. Stuart, scoffing at his son's pitiful pub crawl, went and retrieved his... <laughs> like, I, no, this is my own writing here. Went and retrieved his book of pubs and showed it to his son. And it was at this point that Stuart realized or remembered that they only had eight left. And as luck would have it, because they planned for it, they were all in Carlton within walking distance of one another. <gasps> How had they not finished it before this? Life got in the way. So it was then that he contacted his old friends. He started a Facebook page that they called Unfinished Business Pub Crawl, which got a bit of attention. <laughs> and finally, on one Saturday in October 2015, accompanied by a trail of supporters, the four of them met up and they hit the Great Northern, which I've been to, the Kent, the Braddon, the Dan O'Connell, the Beaufort, the Shaw Davy Slum, which at the time had been known as Stewart's when they first wrote the list, the Astor, and the Clyde. There you go. I can see it all over your face how jealous you are. <laughs> Come on. I, I don't know. That's like, I don't know if I want to do that. That's a lot of effort, but I do want to hit 25 in a day. That'd be cool and expensive. <laughs> probably, let's say, like, yeah. if I just drank beers, which I think would be the safest option, say about average 12 bucks a beer, it's got not, it's like 200 or something bucks. I'm thinking about that time when you lost your phone. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was like, a, I wasn't pacing that night. I was mixing a lot of different drinks. Um, it's $300. Fuck. So that's the part that puts me off, the, the money now. I'm like, hmm. spear 300 Have to bucks. save up. Yeah. Have to save Stop up. putting away money for my pub crawl. I don't know if I get people to do it. Like, I, all my drinking buddies are back in Sydney. You can get people to do, like, different legs with you. Mm. Let's post it publicly. I'll be, like, on, I'll be like, hey, guys, I'm doing this. If anyone would like to come drinking with me. <laughs> yeah, why not? Oh, God. I'd also have to have, like, waters quite regularly. I'd be peeing so much. Oh, my God. I want to do it, though. I'm going to work it out. I'm going to work it out. <laughs> and I wouldn't have to, I wouldn't do pints. It would have to be, like, bottles and pots. Because mm-hmm. it's not about the alcohol volume. It's about the venue count. But you would have to have a drink at every one. Yeah. So. yeah. No, I would have to, yeah. Because I was, I, yeah, 25, you just fucking walk in, walk out. Oh, what the? <laughs> yeah. Mmm. Interesting. <laughs> New life goal. I will not say life goal. Probably bowl it over in a year, but I'm going to do it. 22, 22 <laughs> bars in one day. Maybe not one day. Like it might start at like, it might finish like in the early hours of the following day. I think that's acceptable. Yeah. One session. Mm. Mm. I'm actually, what, 25 divided by 12. It's only two bars an hour, actually. It's not too bad. I'm going to do it in 12 hours. Mm. Anyway, enough, <laughs> enough open thought planning. Of my 25 <laughs> bar crawl. I got to find 25 bars. Mm. It'll probably have to be in the CBD. Or else yeah, I'll have to find a volume. Anyway. Does this mean we're up to my, well, the yes. last story? Okay. So I'd be honestly be surprised if you haven't heard about the story. Mm-hmm. But a big bird costume worth $160,000 was stolen from a circus in Adelaide. I have seen pictures of a big bird costume slumped against like a dumpster or something. <laughs> and I have not bothered looking into it. <laughs> Oh my god! So that Honestly, is all I know. that I didn't realize that it was photo worth is how like much? such a mood. It's a vibe. One hundred and sixty thousand dollars because it is like one of the official Big Bird costumes, right? So, very expensive thing to go missing. Do you know, um, Big Bird in other countries has like well, now like language countries is like different colors and stuff, different kinds of birds. I think you have told me that before. Yeah, I was yeah. Like on Twitter a few weeks back. Yeah, the costume is huge. By oh, the way, it's a big bird. It's it's a big fucking bird. It's 213 centimeters tall. 
and it's made out of ostrich feathers. I was surprised that it was made out of real feathers, to be honest. So it had to at least be a two-man job. There was no way that one man was walking out with this massive fucking costume. Walked out in the costume. (laughs) I think someone would notice a big bird walking around. (laughs) Um, So don't worry, though. The costume was returned. Early Wednesday morning, so this it was stolen much earlier in the week. Um, early Wednesday morning, two men were seen carrying the costume and they dumped him near the circus and attached a, a note, which of course I'm going to read for you because it's beautiful. Um, so it said, we are so sorry with three exclamation points. We, <laughs> we had no idea what we were doing or what our actions would cause. We were just having a rough time and were trying to cheer ourselves up. We had a great time with Mr. Bird. He's a great guy and no harm came to our friend. Sorry to be such a big burden. Sincerely, the Big Bird Bandits. <laughs> Please tell me they spelt burden as in like bird N. Yeah, they did. They did. Because <laughs> I remember looking at it going, that's not spelt right. <laughs> So, despite using police dogs, the two men haven't been able to be located. And the police have absolutely no leads on who could have done this. The article does mention that anyone with information should call Crime Stoppers, but I'm going to encourage you to not do that. Because, I mean, these guys obviously were just mucking around, didn't realise, they probably didn't realise that it was like an official Big Bird costume. And they returned it undamaged. So... Let they returned live. a fake Big Bird costume. Do, 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 no, there is. <laughs> and you know what else they've image. got at their house? Larry Latrobe. <laughs> <laughs> there is this great image that's going and around um, of of um, like the Big Bird costumes on its side, and a man is looking up at what? <laughs> obviously, trying to make sure it wasn't damaged, but it just looks like it's looking up <laughs> the Big Bird's ass. It's just, it's so perfect. <laughs> Is that how they get in the suit? Is- Do they climb in through Big Bird's yeah. ass? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when um, you get out of the suit, Big Bird is laying you. Oh, God. Honestly, there are so many good memes from that image of the guy looking up the Big Bird and the one of the Big Bird just, like, lying there looking blank. <laughs> it's just, it's so perfect. But I actually did try to find some good memes for you to send to you, but... Um, if you type Big Bird into Twitter, you get some bird furry porn oh, no. that I didn't <laughs> know existed and wish I had not seen. <laughs> so I stopped right uh, there. <laughs> now your algorithm is going to feed you bird furry porn. Ah, uh, no. They probably call them featheries. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> it was so disgusting. I'm sorry. I am kink shaming here because no. <laughs> It was just like drawings of birds with big, veiny penises. And just please, for the love of God, stop. Plus, it wasn't even big bird porn. It was just porn of birds with big dicks. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. It was so bad. I wish I hadn't seen it. I wish that wasn't in my brain. So I don't have any memes to show you. I wish I did, but, you know, they had to ruin it for me. I'm glad you're not showing me the the bird penis. I mean, if you're curious, just put Big Bird into fucking Twitter and that's what you're going to get. <laughs> I did not know that, like, bird furries were a thing. Yeah. You always just see, like, foxes and wolves and stuff. Like dumb colours and, like, they're fucking neon and they're like, Yeah. First owner is Ragnar Redmayne the Third. Mm. <laughs> but no, today today I've learned. No, I do that know I there are need to know. other ones for, like, reptiles and they call themselves scalies. Ew. Sorry. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, but not sorry at the same I time. I once listened to a, a video of a man reading out a Jurassic Park erotic fan fiction where a man has sex with a velociraptor. 
And he called it a, he I hate called him. it a velocigina. No! <laughs> no! Velocigina. Oh god. Why are you finding this so funny? That is horrendous. <laughs> it's so <laughs> It's so bad. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to bring this back to a wholesome place. I seen on Twitter earlier that someone didn't know that it was the documentary guy's brother that was in Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. David Attenborough's they, brother. They didn't realize. Yeah, they didn't realize they were brothers. I only learned that a few years ago. Oh, I, I thought everyone knew that. I don't know who actors are. Well, me either, but I still knew it was like David Attenborough's mm. brother. I feel like this is a really weird note to end the episode on. What? Velocigina? Yes. But we're at the end. <laughs> <laughs> we have no more stories. <laughs> if you want to tell me about some fucked up words you learned from weird erotic fanfics, you can email me at fmedeadpodcast at gmail.com. I don't check the account. I am now never checking out email <laughs> ever again. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at fmedeadpodcast if you want to send heart more of the uh, big bird furry porn. Please, for the love of God, do not. And you can not. visit our website at fuckmedeadpodcast.com if you would like to subscribe and leave a review. That would be choice. Uh, we'd be forever grateful. Help us out, I think. More reviews and subscriptions boosts things. I don't know how robots work. However the fuck it and works. of course, if you would like, for whatever reason, to donate to the show, you can do so over at ko-fi.com forward slash fmedeadpodcast. There's a part of me that's like, do I thank people for listening all the way through? Because honestly, you'd have regrets if you listened all the way through to this episode. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to, look, wasn't it was not the worst part of that Jurassic Park fan fiction. Okay, look, before you can say anything else, thank you so much for listening if you have got to this point. And we'll be back at the same time next week. I can't hear any more of this. Goodbye. <laughs>